0: Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I want to let you know, I was all set to share with you a stuck story that I thought many of you could relate to. But wanting to keep this podcast real, and as much in real time as possible, I knew I just had to share something with you that just occurred literally like five minutes ago. It's Monday night, and at the time of this recording, I just got home from carpooling for my children's after-school activities, where it's called after-school, right? But actually, two nights out of the week, I don't get home until after 8 p.m. It's crazy. That's how late their activities go. Anyway, this story is not necessarily about me, but rather one having to do with one of my children, and how I helped him get unstuck. I wanted to share this with you because I want you to realize that if you are a parent, this is something you may want to consider doing. Remember, getting unstuck is always about you and not necessarily about changing another person. But that being said, As a parent, if you are already using this tool in your life, in other words, you're familiar with the tool and you recognize the power it has in your life, and you think a child of yours could benefit from it, you can certainly help guide your child through a stuck spot, and I'm going to show you how in this episode. Before we begin, though, I wanted to let you know that if you live in Israel— or you happen to be traveling in Israel this week, I will be presenting in Jerusalem this coming Friday, June 23rd, 2017. And if you would like to hear more details, please email me, shira at thestockmethod.com, or you can go to my website, thestuckmethod.com, go to the contact page, and send me an email, and I will happily share more details with you. I would love to meet you. So if you are in Israel or traveling through Israel currently, definitely be in touch. And one more thing before I start to share you with you this story that just happened. I would like to share with you a recent iTunes review. This one comes from... Arie M. Led, who wrote, Gora takes on heavy issues with a light heart. Her words and ideas have a lasting effect that works its magic between episodes and long after. Sweet! Thank you so much for that, Arie M. Led. I take on heavy issues with a light heart. Gosh, I love that. Thank you. That review, in fact, all of the reviews that come in, means so much to me. Okay, so here is the story. After dropping off one of my kids at this after-school activity, I had a few hours to waste. Usually, I do food shopping and other miscellaneous errands. Today, I had my two younger sons with me, I have four kids, by the way, all together, and one of them was invited to a birthday party this coming Thursday, so I suggested we go to the bookstore to pick up a gift for the birthday party. So we went to the store, we walked in, and my boy's eyes were immediately drawn to the toy aisle. I really tried hard to suggest some good books for his almost nine-year-old friend, but He didn't think his friend would want a book. Okay. But apparently what his friend would like was this new, amazing, glow-in-the-dark, bouncing ball. I looked at the price. It wasn't a lot of money. And it actually did seem like a cool toy, something I'd never seen before, and probably something his friend would enjoy. So, okay, I told my son we could buy this ball. But... Was I going to make it out of the store buying just one ball? Of course not. Each of my two boys begged me for a ball of their own until I probably had no hair left on my head. And so I acquiesced. I really don't buy them gifts that often. And again, it wasn't a lot of money. And well, you know, carpe diem. I don't want my kids growing up saying their mother deprived them of everything because I am kind of frugal, you know? What can I say? So we walked out of the store with three balls, one wrapped for the birthday boy and the two others in the hands of my two sons. Miraculously, we made it through a shoe store, a health food store, and a supermarket, and all of the balls made it home two hours later. That really is nothing short of a miracle. So... We got home, and my two boys, plus the older one who I'd picked up from his activity, helped bring the groceries up to the house. And when we got in, my boys showed off their new balls to their older brother, who thought the balls were the coolest thing since sliced bread. Honestly, I don't know what it is with boys and balls. I mean, really, it was just a ball a ball that bounced, like every other ball in the world does. But my oldest son got so excited. Can I see it? 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 And my middle son kept saying, no, 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 no. And I don't know what happened in between that conversation and five seconds later, because I was in the house putting the groceries away, but I heard a scream and then a door slam And then powerful bawling. He took my ball out of my hand. He bounced it too hard and it just flew away. And now it's lost. My new ball is lost. Lord, help me. It's 8 o'clock at night. I just want to put the groceries away, finish my work, and go to sleep. (sighs) My son the one who was bawling, as if his beloved pet of 10 years suddenly died, God forbid. By the way, we don't even have a dog. I'm just saying that's how bad the crying was. So he was in the bathroom pathetically trying to brush his teeth, my orders, while hyperventilating, not my orders. Now, I'm not trying to make fun of my son. I'm just trying to paint the picture for you. So imagine an elementary school kid holding his electric toothbrush with tears coming down his face, crying, practically hyperventilating, and pretty much looking helpless, which he was because he lost his new ball and he'd never see it again. And his brother shouldn't have taken it out of his hand. And why him? Why him? Okay, you see the picture? Now, what do you do as a parent. What do most parents do in such situations? Well, I don't know. I'm not most parents. But I would imagine that many parents would either go yell at the other child for having been irresponsible, would tell the child to stop crying, and maybe would tell the crying child that they would buy him another ball, right? That seems like what most parents would do. They would want to fix the situation as quickly as possible. But I knew there was an opportunity here for another way. Not to necessarily solve the problem for my child and not to help him, not to tell him to stop crying, but to really help guide him to get unstuck and to help him realize that he has the power to get unstuck in his life. So looking at my son standing there with his toothbrush in his mouth, I first knew that I needed to help him with the four prerequisites. Remember those from episode two? If you didn't listen in, I advise you to listen in so you know what I'm talking about. Because in order to get unstuck, you need to be aware that you are stuck, not the other person. You need to have a desire to get unstuck, you need to believe that you can get unstuck, and you need to have a tool to get unstuck. Now, I'm working with a kid, right? And I have to keep this simple. And what I'm about to share with you is something I share with my children over and over and over and over again, like a broken record. But each time they hear me say it, they get it immediately. They just need a little reminder once in a while. So what is it that I say to my kids? I say to them, you have the power to choose how you are going to react in any situation. Don't forget that. You have the power. I know what just happened is something you don't like, and it wasn't what you wanted or even expected but you can choose how you're going to respond. Now in this case, I said to my son, you have two ways to respond the way that I see it. You can continue crying and getting angrier by the moment and you can go to bed that way or you can get unstuck. And you have the power and I'd be happy to help you. Now, of course I didn't say to him, are you aware that you are stuck right now? Nor did I ask if he had a desire to get unstuck, a belief that he can get unstuck, or a tool to do so, right? I mean, we're talking about a kid. Instead, I just reminded him that he has the power to get unstuck, and my kids love hearing that they have power. They really do. Each time I tell them that, they already start to make changes in their behavior because they realize it's true. I wanted my child to take a stop, but I knew that if I just took a moment to close my eyes and take a deep breath, he would react to me taking a stop, which he did. He put down his toothbrush. And then I asked him if he was feeling sad that his ball got lost. And he responded, yes, and angry that he did so, something so stupid, he said. He, of course, was his older brother. Okay, so we identified his feelings. He was feeling sad, and he was feeling angry. And this was good, the second step of the process. Anyway, so after that, I started to uncover some beliefs for him. Yes for him he wasn't in a space to be able to come up with a list of his own so I asked him are you upset that your brother took the ball out of your hand without your permission yes he said do you think he was being careless with your ball yes he shouldn't have bounced it so hard well maybe I said or maybe he didn't realize what was going to happen right And I could see that he considered that. And then I asked, do you think your ball is going to be lost forever? Yes, he said through tears. Okay, so together we noticed at least one belief wasn't entirely true. We weren't really sure if his brother was being careless or if he just didn't realize what was going to happen once he tried to bounce the ball. So I walked him to his bedroom where his little brother was already in bed and ready to go to sleep. And the little brother was listening in. So I asked my son, the one who was upset, if he was ready to come up with some considerations. Now, of course, his mother is the getting unstuck lady. So of course he knew exactly what I was talking about. I started him off. You can consider your brother will find the ball because I told him to go outside with a flashlight and look for it. You can consider that if your brother doesn't find the ball, I will buy you another one in a few days when I go back to the store. You can consider if your brother doesn't find the ball tonight, it'll be a lot easier to look for the ball in the morning. Then, oh, this was so sweet the youngest son said, you can consider taking mine and I'll get a new one in a few days. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I almost broke down crying, both because my six-year-old understands this process and was using the word consider, a word he doesn't usually use, and because of that incredible sentiment. Really, right? I mean, he's only six and he was giving up his new ball. Uh, Then, my son, the one who was upset, said, I can consider he shouldn't have bounced the ball really close to the house. (laughs) Yes, I said, maybe. But, remember, considerations are about how we can respond to the situation, not about how we can change the other person or change the past. Okay, so he thought about that. And... I didn't wait for him to take on a consideration. I think just by coming up with that list of other possibilities, he was ready to go to bed in a much calmer state than he was just a few minutes before. He asked for a hug, and I turned out the lights. And as I walked out the door, I said to him, it's okay that you got stuck. I went downstairs and my oldest son was just walking into the house with a huge smile, huffing and puffing. I found it. It was in the neighbor's yard. I didn't go. I didn't give up until I found it. (laughs) So run upstairs, I said, and give it to your brother. He's going to be so happy. And I heard the excitement in my son's voice. And that is how he went to bed. A very happy ending. And I just wanted to share with you, you just might want to try that out the next time your child gets stuck and maybe looking for guidance. But remember, you're not getting your child unstuck for him. He or she really needs to do that work. You are there simply to guide him with the steps. And it can be very implicit, right? Your child doesn't necessarily even need to know that you're guiding him through this process or her. And you can help them consider things that they may not otherwise be able to see, right? Because when we get stuck, it's hard for us to consider other perspectives to the story. So if you have a child and you do end up guiding them using this stuck method, please do share it with me. I would love to hear about it. And remember, I created this podcast not only to share my stories with you, but for you to recognize the possibilities of how you can apply this method in your own life to get unstuck and to bring more happiness and clarity and well-being into your life and into your relationships. So please do me a favor in any way possible, whether it's an iTunes review, a comment on my website, or even an email, let me know how this podcast is affecting your life. I'd really love to hear from you. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.